You are listening to another episode of Dislike the DJ. D is over there. I am Jay. Uh, we are your hosts. And uh, the best goddamn host you've ever fucking heard. I'm sorry. It's just the truth. D, how's it yeah. going over there? Uh, pretty good. One quick thing before we start. I just wanted to touch on with the whole uh, pandemic and COVID thing. Everybody's using hand sanitizer right now. Yeah. Um, and what I've come to realize is that I have no conception of what the right amount is. Uh, I'm putting it on my hands and either I don't have nearly enough to cover my hands or I have so fucking much before I go in a store, it's all over my pants. I get it all over my coat. It's <laughs> dripping fucking everywhere. And I'm like, I can't, I don't get it. What the fuck is the right amount of fucking hand sanitizer? And, and yeah. oh, sorry to these companies that are making it. Can you make it a little bit thicker? So it's not running out of my hand that it has to be perfectly fucking level in order for it to fucking stay still. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Well, you know, it's, it's COVID living, man. But I agree. There's something about the uh, sanitizer bottles that uh, it just explodes or it doesn't come out either way. Like it, <laughs> yeah, it exactly. never emits a regular amount. It's always like, oh, no, you just get a tab today. Just a little bit. Yeah. Look, yeah. Just a little tad. Uh, or sometimes it's like, and now you're bathing. You just, so. <laughs> yeah. A dab will do you. But you know what? You're going to be swimming in it in a second if you tip it over too much. Yeah. Even the ones that pump, you know, the ones that you have in your house that you pump. Yeah. Like sometimes, I mean, you're just pushing down, right? Sometimes it's like, hey, here you go. You know? Yeah. Exactly. And then it's right. like, hey, the fucking sanitizer. <laughs> yes. I put some on when I got home the other day and I was like, you know what? I've been out for a while. I'm going to better put on a decent amount so that I know that I'm covered. Yeah. And uh, apparently I put on not a quarter size, but just two quarters and it's falling all over the floor. It's fucking splashing everywhere. I'm like, I'm not fucking in a pool. The fuck is this? Get it right. <laughs> you are now. Holy shit. But anyway, that's it. Hand uh, sanitizer. Get it right. All right. You got that out of your system. <laughs> uh, folks, just so you know, we are not talking about hand sanitizer for the entire episode, but I do appreciate hand sanitizer woes. Um, yeah. It's a different world we live in. Yes, right. Uh, we are kind of talking about, I guess, COVID really, though, because we're thinking to ourselves, you know, I get to work from home for another job I have. You know, we're, we work hard, right? You know, this is our this is our real passion. But uh, I have a another place of employment that I do from home. And it's been nice to not have to really mingle amongst the world. But we we wanted to remember back to those times when uh, working was something we all had to do and you had to go to your job and actually interact with people. So uh, we know that lots of people have lost their jobs recently, um, but I think this will be comforting for you uh, as long as just, you know, the government keeps paying. Uh, but, but I think this will be comforting for people who like are, are jobless right now or are in a job that they're like, oh, my God, you know, what the hell? <laughs> uh, because we're going to basically just attack a whole slew of jobs that we've had throughout of our, our lives to, to just remind you that working sucks. Working it's awful. is just the worst. Yep. All right. So the, the format is going to be we're going to kind of start from our younger days and then, you know, go further, you know, farther from there. Um but yeah, I don't know. Do you, you want to start? You want me to start? How do you want to do this? I uh, know you can. Uh, you can hit the ground running. All right. So, I think about my earliest jobs. You know, I'm. You get out of high school, or you're in high school actually at the time of getting your first couple of jobs. I never had the paper route. That sounded like just a goddamn nightmare. So I never did that. Mm-hmm. But 
I decided to go to the mall job world. And I'll tell you something. It's a fucking nightmare. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't escape anything. Yep. Those jobs sucked. All right. Now, I worked at two different sneaker companies. You know, you walk in, there's a fake track on the floor <laughs> um, because you're going to look like you could actually go for a race when you go to, you know, buy sneakers. Uh, these jobs, one, I had a what looked like a referee shirt, only it was the stripes were way too big. It was just I don't know what the plan really was. <laughs> Another one's not even in business anymore, I don't think. Uh, I also worked at a pharmaceutical company that also uh, showed up in the malls quite a bit. Uh, oh. Their ring, their their commercial tone was bah, 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 if that helps at all, mm-hmm. uh, which it may not. And I also <laughs> worked at a uh, clothing company uh, where I got to dress in really poorly made clothing uh, for cheap money, and uh, all of those jobs sucked. Okay, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So uh, the sneaker company, I had a job where my manager would pick his nose and eat it right before us. Uh, <laughs> while he was stealing our sales, sick fuck. Pretty, pretty awesome. I always, I, if ever I had like one of those add-on sales, it's big in the mall world. You know, don't just sell the sneakers. You could sell the washing stuff, some socks, maybe a, a starter coat. You know, something like that. <laughs> uh, whenever I had those, he would tell me, "I'll take it. I'll take care of that one for you. Don't worry about it." And uh, he would <clears> steal my sales. This this was a commission job, you know, so I get out of there quick. The other sporting good company, I worked with a manager who saw me growing my first beard. All right. I had a goatee for a long time since changed to a a bigger version of a a beard. But I had the beginnings, you know, I was 17 or something like this. Uh, The beard wasn't growing in, but I, I started to grow kind of a goatee right in front of his face. This went on for about three months. One day he tells me, hey, uh, you can't have a beard here. I, I looked at him and said, what, what, are you, what are you talking about? I've been growing this in front of you. We work with each other like almost every day. What, what are you asshole. talking about? Yep. So he said, well, you can go home and shave it or, uh, you know, you can quit. And I said, okay, I quit. And that was it for that job. <laughs> uh, that is fantastic. Yeah, I was like, all right, you're, you're an idiot. Goodbye. Clear, clearly, he's jealous of the, the early, you know, facial hair that's coming in. Yeah, I just, with my flat top and goatee, I just, I was killing it, man. I yeah, exactly. Good, you know? Uh, but I had the pharmacy store. I had to wear a suit, except the sport. I didn't need a sport coat, but I had to wear a dress shirt and tie and pants. I was, I was like, am I in the mall? Like, I'm not on Wall Street, am I? Like, <laughs> the hell's going on you know i'm not a pharmacist why am i dressed up <laughs> extremely can't i just wear like a polo what the hell so that job didn't last that long either these are just the beginnings of our trash talking by the way yeah uh, just jobs that i really didn't like uh the final mall job i'll talk about was uh bird related it had a uh a u.s kind of vibe to it and it it was a very famous looking bird was in the name. Oh, no uh, Maybe our nation's bird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you know mall stores that sold clothing, you might be able to get uh, this name. This place thought it was funny to uh, put me in all types of gear during the winter season. Winter cap, a vest, a jacket, boots, 
snow pants, and then stand outside and greet people. <laughs> and this is great. I would die. I run warm already. I would be dying. <laughs> and they would all be laughing at me. And I was like, this is, I mean, I'm getting paid less than minimum wage right now. What the hell am I doing to myself? So that didn't last too long either. But they used to also have me go around <laughs> and greet people in the store. And you may not know this, but I'm a, a very charming guy. So uh, right. I would go around and greet people. And within moments, the store would be empty. Whenever it got <laughs> busy, they would actually, it became a thing. They would say, all right, Jay, go, uh, go around and greet everybody. And I would just look at my manager like, fuck you. I know what you're doing. What the fuck are you shopping for? Yeah. You may think this is great for you to clear out a store, but this is killing my (laughs) my self-esteem, you son of a bitch. (laughs) But uh, yeah, that was, that was my foray into the the mall world. I'm sure uh, not the the greatest stories, but you know what? It sucked. That, that got me right into the beginning of life knowing, wow, jobs are the fucking worst. Uh, Yeah. The mall ones are rough. They are just rough. Um, I, like you said, starting off right at the top, you didn't go the paper boy route. Uh, you know, in our group, the paper boy thing was a big deal. That's how I got my start. Mm-hmm. Uh, for people who don't realize a lot of people, when you deliver newspapers, uh, you hope that they give you a bit of a tip on top of their weekly bill. Cause yeah. that's pretty much all you make. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you're, you're tantalized by being your own boss, going, doing it when you want to do. <laughs> and, uh, but you know what? I had one guy, I only had about 30, 35 papers to deliver. Um, the weekly bill for these people was $3 and 50 cents. Uh, <laughs> right around Christmas time, you're expecting, you know, a big bonus. This is what you're waiting for all year. And uh, one guy decided to give me for my bonus with the bill a total of $3.51. So in the envelope, I was like, huh, I got a penny, this motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Merry Christmas, you fuck. I went back to his house that night, whipped it right at his window, saw the lights come on, and ran like a scared boy because I don't want to get in trouble by the guy who managed my area. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but they don't realize how much shit you go through because guess what? Yeah, they're like, oh, he's just carrying around a light paper, uh, motherfucker. On Sunday, that paper weighs about seventeen pounds each. You know? I like I like how much you've aged yourself, by the way, too, because I don't think paper routes are are, are a thing anymore. They're I not. Mean, they're newspapers gone. themselves they're are pretty much gone, but uh, this, yep. the paper route is like a, a done thing. Yeah, it's over. And you know why? It's because people get a penny tip on a three fifty bill. Yeah. That's why it's wrapped up, you know. Yeah, that that's pretty and then they start to tax paper boys and girls. Yes, exactly. If they made too much money, if they were real go getters and had, you know, a thousand newspapers. And they started taxing those poor bastards. I so, uh sorry, but anyway, continue. No, that's yeah. okay. No, I mean we also know somebody that had a paper route and um he had about a thirty average of papers and his people were complete deadbeats. And at the end of the uh, week, when his manager came to collect, uh, he made negative money. He would have to pay out of pocket for the people that got the papers delivered that week. And that's which why is it's crazy. Over. Which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> Isn't that's that pe- bad? I mean, could you, could you imagine a business where they have like 13-year-olds trying to like muscle someone for the, what they owe? <laughs> exactly. You're yeah. a paper boy and you're like a knuckle breaker, like a knee breaker. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were shaking people down like Rocky won. Yeah, you know. Hey, 
Where's the paper money, huh? Yeah. You still owe three fifty, you fuck. Yeah. You know. And it's not like uh better off dead. It's nothing like that movie. If you yeah. haven't seen it, you should, but it, no paper boy is like that one. Anyway. Um another one I had when I was uh you know, in high school I was you know, I wanted to do a trade on the side. So there was a store, a retail store. Uh, where you would buy specific stuff for you know doing that trade, doing additions and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't I didn't last there too long. Uh, what happened was uh, retail. I came to realize sucks real quick. <laughs> uh, I was supposed to start on a Saturday. Uh, this fucking stupid bastard. This is before the age of cell phones. So mm-hmm. he told me to be there. Um, you know, be there at nine thirty a.m. I said okay. So I got my ride there. Got there at nine thirty. Uh, nobody shows up. Uh, 10 o'clock, nobody's there. Uh, 10 15, I call for a ride. I'm like, this, this fucking guy is even showing up. I don't know if he's dead or if he's in the back doing blow. <laughs> so, uh, 10 15, I call for my ride. I said, I'm still sitting out here. It's fucking winter time. I'm shivering. Come get me. I'm done. And, uh, he goes, um, he finally calls my house at 10 45. He goes, where are you? I said, I came home. He goes, you're supposed to be here. I said, I waited all fucking morning for you. Yeah. And he goes, you know, listen, I'm going to need someone that's reliable, that's going to want to be here. He goes, I'll give you one more chance, but I'm going to see some improvement. And I said, well, <laughs> I said, I could come in, but uh, I should probably let you know right now, this is my two-week notice. <laughs> you know? So, that's before I even fucking worked a day. And yeah. uh, I showed up, I worked for a couple hours, and then I never went back. I like you. Like I, I have to give you a warning. I'm <laughs> yes. giving you a second chance. Yeah, second chance ends today. It was unbelievable. I'm glad that wrapped up, but you know, I still wanted to look for something else to have some money. So, uh, there was a job down the street from me um, where they dealt with central vacuums, mm. and uh, this was in summertime. Uh, obviously, I had the summers off, so I went got the job. Um, and they would have trailers, uh, those 52 foot trailers show up with big, heavy boxes of central vacuums. So when I showed up, he said to me, uh, this is what I need you to do for your first day. I need you to take all these, uh, vacuums that came in on this delivery out of this trailer and then put them into this other trailer for storage. (laughs) And I said, are you fucking kidding? I said, it's July. It's about 97 degrees in the shade. Um, the dew point is a very sticky 137. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try for a little while. I'll just pace myself. So I started loading boxes and I'm like, is it is this the discharge? Fuck, it sucks. So I asked the guy, I went in, I said, hey, can I take an early lunch? And uh, the guy said, yeah, I guess that's okay. That's fine. I'll see you in an hour. So I say, okay, yeah, you're going to see me now. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so on the way out the door, I was walking through the office and on his desk, I saw my application and I was thinking, I was full with thinking. I was like, I don't want this motherfucker calling me saying, where the fuck are you? I grabbed my application and I fucking drove home and I'm like, you know what? Never again. He couldn't get in touch with me. <laughs> I worked for two hours. I didn't get a check because, you know, I took my fucking info home. Yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, he was probably looking for somebody. I loaded that trailer, and I worked for two hours. Never went back. It was done. It's, it's one yeah. of my favorite stories of our, you know, knowing each other, of you taking a job and going back in and 
removing your filing history. Your because uh, <laughs> he was going to call nope. my house. Yeah, I didn't like, want my mom picking up and saying, "Hey, if I, D, what are you fucking? You ain't going back to work." You know, yeah. I, I had to come up with a story. It just wasn't up yet. You know, <laughs> I enjoyed that quite a bit. Oh man, it was it was pretty bad, but. Uh, you know, it's it's a young time. You don't really you get you're trying to figure out what you like. Yeah, you, um, well, you know, and, there are cars to buy and things. Yeah, to go exactly. On and, you want to have that going out money and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, you know. Um, when I was in uh, high school, you could uh, go to work after school and um, you know work for a guy that you were trying to specialize in a trade. Yeah, and uh, you got you got paid okay, but um, a lot of these contractors would take advantage of the student discount by getting really hard labor done at like a discounted price mm-hmm. and that really bothered me because i knew what people in the field were making um so i was only there for about six months but um you know i felt like i was doing a lot of the shit work when it came time to doing any additions and stuff like that this guy was a prick so while everybody was out when everybody else was uh inside working in the warmth with the space heaters uh, I had to go unload trucks of the 50-pound bags of concrete to start mixing uh, deck foundations. Oh, God. And this guy was a bigger prick. Uh, when his brother would come in, uh, he, you know, we would start having to redo a roof. And it was December, and he goes, I need somebody up there to start stripping the shingles. And I look at him. I said, you're out of your fucking mind, guy. I said, it's fucking sleeting up there right now. <laughs> and he goes, it don't matter. You get traction. We just need people up there stripping. I said, this job's a fucking joke. So uh, the next day I went to school and, uh, you know, the guy that oversees what you're doing afterwards, uh, I told him I wanted to talk to him. So we made an appointment. I go to his office. I said, hey, I said, you know, this guy's a piece of shit. I said, I'm not fucking going back to that job. And he looks at me dead in the eye and he goes, oh, well, that makes this conversation easier because I just talked to him and he'll let you go. Oh, fantastic. (laughs) Yeah, I was like. Well, I, I mean, I can't say I'm blindsided by this, but I think it's for the best. You were like, how dare he fire yeah, I, me? I, gave I love that best. goddamn job. Yes. You know what? I'm going to you know, turn the cheek. I'm going to give it another try. Yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ. I thought we were just starting to get a good working relationship. Yeah, we're fucking buddies, man. How can you do that? Uh, I, I, I'd like to remind people, these are just stories. We're grateful to have money in our pocket and to be able to have jobs but these are stories just reminding you that you know work sucks people suck it, it's yeah it's not going to get better when you go back it's just going to actually be worse because everybody's going to have a mask on no one will be able to breathe right uh people will be getting fights in aisles you know of, of stories it's it's not going to get better no. um so we again we're just sharing times of our life of things that we really hated uh you know i never had many labor intensive jobs yep uh, never as big a guy as you, you know, I'm, I'm not really the, the toughest guy. I played tennis in high school. If that tells oh, you, table if, tennis. if that tells you how tough a guy I was, uh, it's a wonderful sport by the way, but you know, not for the, not for the, uh, the tough guys in the school for <laughs> sure. I worked at a place that was kind of like a, uh, I think I could say this We're you know, we're not using company names obviously because. It's a Sue happy world. Um, it's kind of like a Best Buy, but it's not. It was like before Best Buy ever yep. happened, um, which, you know, we're not saying anything 
good or bad about Best Buy. Just to be clear, <laughs> lawyers, no fun. <laughs> uh, this place, the second name was City. I don't think, you know, it, it, it was something to do with, like, electronic. The first part had to do with, like, electronic terminology. Oh, okay, uh, like Best City. Like that, yes. Yeah. Uh, but electronic in the uh, nuance of it. I worked with uh, the warehouse people. I didn't sell. I was in the back with the picker truck that went up three stories and had to grab these things and, you know, whatever got bought, I had to go pick up. We had different teams. The guy I worked with in the summer didn't smell. All right. He, he apparently figured in the summer I'll use deodorant. In the winter, <laughs> in the winter when it's hard to really stink, in my opinion, you know, it's hard to really build up some kind of crazy sweat in the winter. He would walk in smelling like a hockey locker room smells in my mind. All right? Oh, God. Uh, it was the worst. And this was a job where you sat in a small room waiting for the orders to come through to go get him. So you were stuck with this person just like, oh, my God. And he stunk up all the aisles. Okay. I didn't last too long at this job, surprisingly. The <laughs> other person I worked with that didn't work on the same shifts as I did was a monster of a human being. One of those guys you shake their hands. Well, you're, you're one of those guys, but one of those guys you shake their hands and your hand just kind of disappears and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> you're like, Jesus Christ, who the fuck yep. are you? Uh, <laughs> that's what kind of guy this guy was. And he knew I wasn't the biggest guy. You know, again, this is still just near the end of my college days. Yep. TVs back then surprisingly had um, actual backs to them. Oh, uh, the CRTs, this, the fat this, boy. Yeah, this is a, a, another aging ourselves thing, but they weren't flat screens. Yep. They had these things in the back, and there were these tubes uh, that weighed a billion fucking pounds. Yep. One of my least favorite was the ProScan TV. I don't know if you remember those. I do. Uh, but if you had a 35-inch ProScan, you really needed to be fucking hulk to lift this thing <laughs> yeah. he would take these tvs when the, sh the deliveries would come in put them on the highest level of uh shelving we had again you had to get a machine and you know a, a picker truck basically and, and go up uh yep. and he wouldn't put them you know they were only supposed to go too high he would slide them over that so it would be over your head and wedge it into spots because he knew sooner or later I would have to go get one. Oh, what a prick. Do you know how many televisions I knew were coming back to the store before they ever left? <laughs> Every single one that was a pro scan that I had to get after this prick fucking put them up in this unbelievable spot. I would have to climb up onto the boxes and wedge the thing out and just let it drop onto the, you know, onto the truck that I was carrying it. The whole yep. thing would shake for a little while. I'd wait till it stopped shaking. I'd get back onto the <laughs> the truck, give the box a little tip to hear if anything was jingling. Something was always jingling. <clears throat> I would lower the truck. I'd pull it out on the uh, the little two-wheeler, give it to the customer, help them get in their truck, and say, see you in a couple days, <laughs> and get back into the building. But this guy was a monster. He did that for everything. The bigger they were, like stovetops with the ceramic tops back in the day. Yeah. Like the heavier the item, he put <clears throat> and squeezed into areas. Because for him, it was probably like, a, you know, 
easy bake oven weight. For me, right. I was like, well, how do I move a house? Are you fucking kidding me? So working with people, it's just it's just not a good thing. It's just, well, that's you know what to everybody that is looting a TV lately, you have no idea what it would be like trying to loot a TV in the nineties or the eighties. Yeah. And again, okay. I don't want to make light of it, but yeah, those people are the real I mean, looting back then took guts. You had to really yes. want it. Exactly. If you're gonna loot a 35-inch uh, fat tube TV, mm-hmm. you had to know Hercules because you weren't going to be fucking going home alone. Oh, yeah. uh, I remember when I got my uh, first apartment, I had to move my 35-inch shark fat tube. Oh, yeah. And I picked it up by myself. I don't know how I did it because I was about to prolapse my poor butt uh, <laughs> just trying to fucking get it on top of the TV stand from the floor. You know? <laughs> That <laughs> just thinking of that, I uh, I mean, I obviously I'm fairly sure I could lift one of those TVs now. Yeah, um, you I can't weighed, do it without farting, you just I can't. Mean, I mean, I weighed 135 pounds, those TVs weighed more than I did for Christ's yep. sakes. Absolutely, uh, there was no way I was lifting those things. And then I would, you know, the, the next day when he was leaving, I was coming in, he'd go, Hey, how's it going, man? And I always, you know, I wasn't gonna start a fight with him, kick my ass. <laughs> But in my breath, I'd just like, you motherfucker, <laughs> son of a bitch. But he just would grin in my face. I mean, what am I going to do? You know? Right, exactly. He'd shove me into one of those boxes up on the, <laughs> the third floor and have me crumpled in there until someone found me. Unbelievable. I know that uh, after after I left the uh, vacuum job, I started to take it more seriously because I was getting later in high school. And I, what everybody did at some point is they went to work for their local grocery store. Um, I was no exception. I uh, yeah, you were you were smart to avoid that. I made it a little bit of a career. Um, it went well for a while, but you know what? I started to get into a phase where I was like, you know what? I'm busting my ass here day in and day out. Uh, they're not paying me enough, so I have to resort to thievery uh, to compensate myself. Yep. And uh, you know, I would uh, try to work third shift. Uh, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of security, and I would try to put anything I could between batteries and disposable cameras into my socks just to compensate my pay. Cause I was doing such a great job. <laughs> well, of course. Yeah. It sounds like you're a wonderful employee. Yes. I mean, I was, I was, uh, you know, head and shoulders above the rest. Um, but you know what, <laughs> when they kept switching managers, uh, some failed to see that. And, you know, after about three or four years, you just start cutting heads and they say, Hey, you know, either you're going to go to a different store or you're going to quit. And uh, when you're young and you're arrogant, you're not ashamed to just rip off your shirt and coat right in front of them and say, hey, see these two middle fingers? Fuck you, you prick. It's summertime. I'm going to go enjoy my summer. Absolutely. And and I don't know what they – they don't like their jobs. As as far as I'm concerned, any market job, like one of them pays very well. Most of them pay like shit. But most – one of them pays fairly well, and that's the one you're talking about. Right. Right. but only for the people that are higher up in management, you know, and they don't like their jobs. They know it fucking sucks. So for them to be indignant about you not being happy where you're working is always a a laugher to me. It's like, you are an asshole. Yeah. You treat me like an asshole would. Why would I enjoy this job for four seventy five an hour or whatever the hell you make, you know? Right. Exactly. And you know, you try to find ways during the day when you're there to amuse yourself to pass the time. Uh, because it's one of those jobs that's, you know, really tough on you mentally and physically. 
And um, I would try to do the third shift just to avoid the shitty public. But, you know, eventually, you know, some people at night, you always get your fucking heroes and your brown nosers. And they'd be like, well, you know, D's over there riding around the mark cart at night doing his shopping for break and firing up the deli slices, making gyro sandwiches for the crew. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah. And then they'd be like, how come, uh, you know, in the uh, jello aisle, there's two inches of jello dust on the floor? Well, because, you know, it's summertime and there's a wiffle ball bat. And if you hit it just right, it explodes and puts dust yeah. everywhere. It's awesome. Yeah. Leave me alone, you prick. Yeah. Let me yeah. live my life for Christ. All right, exactly. Have some fun yeah. with me, not against me. Well, before we take a, a little break, I have one more that I want to discuss in this first part of our we hate people, especially when we are working with them uh, podcast today. Uh, I had to work at the YMCA. Well, I didn't have to, but I worked at the YMCA for a little while. YMCA, I, I don't think they're going to come after me. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> I had to work there for a little while. Um, it's not the best gig, okay? Uh, I worked with the kids in a summer program where they were anywhere from like first to third grade. The whole time you were, you know, playing basketball or floor hockey or anything, awesome. You know, it's basically for people to bring their kids and babysit them for a couple hours. Yep. Kids were the best, right? Awesome. No problems. The last week, the parents would sit in and watch their kids play. Uh. And I don't know what the, the, the thing is that happens, but little kids, knowing that you are trying to perform a job and just get through the day, but also have their parents sitting there they became the biggest pricks you have ever seen in your entire life <laughs> and how do you get a kid under control when the mom or dad is right there watching you you know yep. uh, so there were numerous times there'd be a kid just running in circles and if you've ever seen the movie easy money for ruddy dangerfield there were plenty of times i wanted to just scream can someone stop the little fat bastard up <laughs> you know uh it became pretty intense and it happened with every different group of kids that I had to uh, to teach whatever sport for that you know program, it was uh, it was fairly unbelievable. And parents, now I know how teachers feel because parents just sit there; they know their kids be misbehaving. Yep, but they don't care. They're not doing a damn thing. It it really is uh, was an eye opener. That was like I am never going to be a teacher ever. <laughs> um, but that's another thing. human interaction. It's just um, oh, it's I'm awesome. Not, I'm not great in disciplinary situations yep. Uh, yep and and the ymca sorry it's kind of a terrifying job the people i worked with are all great the people i didn't work with the people that came in really sucked <laughs> you yeah, know one... that's why oh, i have a uh, respect for uh daycares um yeah. because you gotta watch those little snot monsters and you know, if you do one wrong thing, they're going right back to the parents, and the parents are going to pretty much fucking watch you right through the window. Yeah, it doesn't matter what you do. Yeah, nope. you're in, you're going down. Yep. But, uh, yeah, but uh, yeah, it just it was a terrible job, terrible job. And uh, that one actually wasn't a coworker so much as it was, as I said, uh, these kids that turn into I don't know what once their parents <laughs> once their parents decide to show up. You have one more for us before we take a little break, and uh, you know punch yourselves in the face yeah the uh 
you know, once I left the grocery store job, I, uh, I didn't stray far from the nest. Um, I went to work for a company that worked in the grocery stores as a vendor. Um, you know, hanging things in the in the corners of the aisle and putting up little displays from the floor. You sure you don't um, wait, want to wait for the second round for this one? Because I think we're talking about the same uh, same position I might be talking about later. No, no, this one's different. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, this one uh, wasn't food related at all. Um, ah, this, okay. this one was completely different. Uh, they dealt with a lot of uh, holiday toys. They dealt with, you know, plush animals and stuff oh, like that, cleaning supplies. Yeah, And um, one thing I didn't like about that, too, is that uh, a lot of employers, when you're uh, getting hired or in the process, they promise you a lot of things and then they never fucking deliver. Because I was told, um, you know, that I would be working close to home, you know, within a few months because there would be shifting going on, people moving areas and whatnot. Um, When I decided to leave, I was working probably about... uh, an hour and 15 minutes from home. But the kicker is that was without any traffic on a weekend. Uh, during the week, if I left uh, to go home from work, it was about 2.40 and I would get home around quarter of seven. Holy shit. And I said to that, I said, you got to fucking move me. This makes no sense. I said, this isn't fair to me at all. So I was smart about Holy it. So shit. I was a commission guy. Yeah. And uh, Christmas time was a huge push. Uh, they wanted to jam the stores full of toys and product to sell. Yeah. So I would get a huge, huge commission. So once the stores got it in and I got that check in the bank, I said, guess what? I quit. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I kept all the money and I was closer to home and then I found a new job. But you know what? Uh, the only thing worse than sometimes dealing with the public is dealing with the fucking shitty employees or bosses who promise you everything and then don't come through. Fuck oh, yeah. you. No, absolutely. Yep. Uh, and we, we have plenty of those to talk about, I think, in the second half of our uh, our cast here today. Uh, but, yeah, folks, we're just trying to remind you how much employment really blows, even yep. in a time where people are losing their jobs. Let's not, you know, I don't think it's insensitive to say you're probably better off because jobs just suck. Yep. All right. This isn't good news. This isn't a some good news show. This is yeah. A, we want know, to give you the good news, but yeah. John's not here to deliver the good news. Are yeah. you, John? Yeah, it's just all shit, and we're trying to remind you of that so you don't miss those jobs at the buildings as much as you might think you do. All right, uh, we are going to take a break. As I said, try and take some deep breaths from our little foray into shit jobs past, and uh, we'll come back for another round of it in just a moment. All right, welcome back to part two of. Uh, D and J hate to work. Uh, actually, we don't hate to work. Uh, we like to work. Just we don't like working for other people, and we don't like working around people. <laughs> basically, uh, right. that's all. It's not as far as this is a job, we we love doing this. This is a good job. We have no problem, even though my co-host sucks. But uh, other than that, <laughs> hey, hey, other than that, we're we're fine. Uh, Fuck so- you, Jay. Fuck you. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, right back at you, man. So, even in the world of of jobs where we've hated, you know, we where we hated our bosses, we hated our coworkers. There have come times where even jobs that I loved, this shit would happen. All right. Yeah. Now, I worked for a Double A <laughs> baseball team for a while. All right, 
Uh, their major league affiliate was in Toronto. Uh, I'm sure from there you can go forward to know what I'm talking about or what team I'm talking about. But it was a double-A affiliate for this team. Working for a baseball team is like, you know, I always want to be a major leaguer, but that <laughs> I figured out pretty soon. Uh, I wasn't hitting many home runs. I wasn't going to be making the team anytime soon. Uh, but working for a major league ball club, you know, even if it was their minor league affiliate, was like, this is awesome. All right. Now, I was the guy who actually worked the scoreboard. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was like a pretty simple thing to do. Ball, strike, run, out, hit, you know? Yeah. Easy. Well, it's easy up until you realize umpires are psychopaths. <laughs> I never thought about it, but you joke about how these umpires will do different hand signals for a ball or a strike or anything like that. Well, that's nearly impossible to tell sometimes when you're way up in the back watching for this guy to put out his hand to at the side, put out a little one, or maybe he just kind of snaps his wrist for a ball, you know? Yeah. And you're sitting there going, the fuck did he, the fuck did he just do? The hell, what did he, was that a ball? What the fuck did he, and even like the, the, the announcer, you know, the, like the guy on the, the jumbotron, you know, the voice of the stadium, those guys would all be like, I have no fucking idea, man. I don't know what he just did. And the umpires would stop the game and actually put up the count angrily at you till you fix really? the scoreboard just right. And oh. I wanted to sometimes just get on the mic, which wasn't my job, but I wanted to go grab it from him and be like, learn how to call a fucking strike, you son of a bitch. But <laughs> I couldn't do that, you know, because yep. little known fact, umpires could kick even employees out of the out of the, out of the park. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, he could turn around, point at me, and just say, out, and they will remove me from the from the park. Wow. Um, which really turns to termination, I'm guessing, if you, <laughs> as, as an employee, get, you know, tossed by the umpire. Jeez. Uh, but yeah, so umpires are kind of psychopaths. I never realized it, but like, all these hand gestures that you think are funny, yeah, in my job, I was like, well, this guy is a real dickbag. Holy shit. <laughs> was it, what was, did he have a seizure? Is he, like, what was it, a muscle spasm? What the fuck is going on, man? Yeah, exactly. It was bad. Uh, I also worked as a, uh, well, as the music guy for a, uh, well, it was a minor league hockey team that was in Lowell, Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, they had kind of a Puff the Magic Dragon person uh, mascot. Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It wasn't, but it was a, a big kind of purple monster. Anyway, I played the music. You don't know how terrifying music can be until the team is about to come on the ice. You know that every team has their, like, pump-up song for the crowd when they first come out? Oh, yeah. You don't realize how much you poop yourself when you hit play (laughs) and the laptop you're working with freezes. Oh, no. the team comes out to dead silence. (laughs) That is fantastic. Yeah, and you just, you know... You don't want to, but amongst all your colleagues, and the, you just shit yourself just a, about a quarter of the way. Yeah, of yep. what a full full drop would be. And uh, then you have, you know, the uh, entertainment director. You know, the the guy who handles all the 
the on ice activities yelling at you when you're telling them it's their laptop that froze and to go fuck themselves. So <laughs> I didn't last that long in that gig. But uh, what should have been a really awesome job watching professionals play hockey, which is something I love. Uh, instead, I worked out of this piece of shit laptop that I never knew when it was going to freeze up or not, you know. And uh, it, was, it was more terrifying than it was, an, you know, an enjoyable job. So jobs that even though I thought were like these are the gigs that are going to get me to where I want to be, you know. Yep. Oh, yeah. Still suck. Yep. Still suck. That one, that one sounds particularly horrifying, and I would have grabbed on the microphone, and I would have been like, eh, you know, I, hold on, I'm updating Windows, hold on. Yeah, Jesus Christ. And, you know, the guy who would say, you know, call out the penalties, you know, hooking two minutes for blah, blah, blah. We had to talk to each other. Uh, yeah. Just another thing I'm remembering, he would have a walkie-talkie that would, like, come up to my headset and talk to me, and yep. he would say... You go in Jay or me? And I would say, oh, you can go for this one. And sometimes he just wouldn't talk. <laughs> oh, sounds like an F you. Yeah. And I would be like, what the fuck? And they'd be like, play something, play something. And I'd be like, it's his turn. What the fuck? And then there'd be times <laughs> we'd say, I'm going to go. Uh, you know what? You go this time. And I'd be like, okay. So I would start to play music and I would hear, all right, folks. And if you, oh, 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 oh. and I would just be like, you stupid sack of shit. Yeah. Fuck so, you, pal. Yeah, I mean, you know, you think working for a professional sports team is going to be some really awesome thing. It, it, it wasn't. It oh, wasn't. shit. Yeah. Well, I know that, um, you know, I could never get fired from the grocery store gig. So after I left the one that was a uh, vendor for the store, I went to another vendor company that uh, dealt with bread deliveries. <laughs> oh, and, um, you know, that that's a tough job. I mean, you start extremely yeah, that's, early in the that's morning. That's hard work. Yeah. Right. And uh, I mean, you got to you got to be up and out of bed by two thirty in the morning to go get started. But I did it and I did it for months. Uh, the thing that didn't really work out um, is, again, it was another one of those jobs where I was promised to be closer to home. They had one of their distribution centers literally 10 minutes from my house. But I had to drive 40 minutes <laughs> to their other one. And then I had to drive another 45 minutes down to the route where I had to deliver everything. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I remember when I finally got my own route, uh, probably only a few days in, uh, the truck broke down on the highway. So I called my boss, and I said, hey, you're fucked. We got, I got fucking bad news here. <laughs> I said, uh, I, I'm pushing the gas pedal fucking through the floor, and I'm no go forward. No more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he goes, do you try working on it? I said, Oh, well, yeah, you're right. When I'm not delivering fucking bread, I'm a mechanic for diesel fucking trucks. You're, I'm glad you mentioned that. I'll go do it. Yeah, that's why I'm slapping around your bread right now. Yeah, exactly. So he says to me, all right, all right, I'll get somebody out there. I said, uh, sun's coming up. Your five clock's ticking. When's he going to be here? He yeah. goes, I don't know, about three, four hours. And then you can restart your route. I said, uh, you know, the receiving's out here closed in about two hours, so you better tell him if I can get out of here, look at his split. And uh, needless <laughs> to say, uh, none of the break got delivered that day. I turned right around and got home because uh, nothing was open at that point. And yeah. uh, after that, I lost all faith in the job and moved right on. Um, <laughs> and then, well, you know what? Sense. Yeah, it, I mean, it told me, too, that maybe it's time to explore something else other than dealing with grocery stores. 
And I saw an ad in the paper to go work for a car dealership. Oh, boy. And um, not as a salesman. Uh, I didn't want to be one of those scumbags. But uh, they told but me still. that it's to go bring in uh, all the new vehicles. Pretty much what they, the technical term is a lot attendant. So yeah. they sell a car. You go get another one. You put it in its spot. Yeah, wonderful um, places. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was the gopher, you know, get the gas, you know, go put uh, dump bodies on the tracks. <laughs> and, um, you know, I liked it for a while. But, you know, after a while, you could tell that something was going on because I really thought that they were expanding. And after being there for, I think, probably a couple of years, um, they decided to tell me, they're like, hey, we want you to train this person, too, because we're going to need their help on this other lot. So I trained them up. I got her where she needed to be. And uh, I came to work on a Monday and they said to me, hey, what are you doing here? I said, what are you got, fucking jokes? I'm working stupid. And uh, he goes, this guy didn't call you? And I said, about what? And he goes, yeah, we're going to be letting you go. I said, yeah, I said, excuse me? And they said, yeah, we're going to be letting you go. We're going to need somebody that's a real go-getter, that's going to be doing everything we want, and that's going to be switching everything up and giving us a fresh look. I said, I've been doing that every day for two years, you fucking wanker. I said, what is this about? (laughs) And then I ended up finding out that I was training my replacement, and they hired that person at $2.50 less per hour. Bastards, man. Yeah, fucking absolute scumbags. And I'm like, well, there goes my uh, automobile career. So you know what I should try now? Let's go try some more retail. (laughs) And uh, I'm I'm shocked, by the way, just to interject for a moment. I'm shocked that working at a car dealership didn't work out for you. Well, you know what? I always liked vehicles. I, I, you know, I'm a kind of a truck nut and a car guy. So I thought it would be cool. It was yeah. for a while, uh, but obviously the people, you got to be around good people. A lot of them are real shitty in that industry. Yeah. Um, and then, you know what? I'm like, I'm going to work close to home. So there was a company just up the road. I could have probably walked there each night. But uh, what they dealt with was delivering um, food to local fast food places and restaurants dealing with mostly poultry, frozen poultry. All right. So um, I called. I saw the end of the paper. I talked to the guy on the phone, and the guy says to me, I was expecting to be like, when can you come in for an interview? So the guy says to me, he goes, "Uh, all right, you know, what have you been doing for work? And I told him, and he goes, "Uh, when do you think you'd uh, be able to come in to uh, start working? Can you come tomorrow night? And I was like, hey. That was that seems weird. Yeah, that was quick. So you don't even want to talk to me or meet me in person? You want me to just fucking hit the ground running? Never been there before? <laughs> well, again, um, I'm working, huh? All right. Yeah, yeah. He goes, come in uh, Wednesday night at uh, quarter or 12 at night. We'll get you started. I said, am I, uh, am I chopping bodies? Or, like, yeah. This is fucking strange, man. <laughs> so, Anybody <laughs> says come in at quarter of midnight, <laughs> quarter <laughs> 12, and uh, we'll get you started. <laughs> yeah, that that to me says there's going to be some saws going on here and uh, yeah. body dismemberment, I think, is what's going to be happening. Yeah. I, uh, so Cement I was like, mission. you know what? Uh, it's close to home. I'm going to roll with it. I'll go see what it's all about. So, you know, I go up to the top of the, top of the hill at night and I pack the car and he goes, come in through the back door. So I, I of open, course. Yeah. <laughs> I open the door and there's about 50 men in there listening to all different types of music, working like fucking donkeys, a hundred miles an hour, yelling yeah. at each other. And I was like, you know what? 
I slowly closed the door, I uh, got back in my car, didn't even turn the lights on, slowly went back down the hill, and I was like, hey, that's a wrap. This, that, this, this job's all done. Uh, it scared me straight. <laughs> I didn't know what to expect, but I don't want to be a part of yelling and screaming and crazy music at midnight every night. Are you kidding me? Yeah, you stay out of the restaurant business. the same thing. But it's that bad, huh? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, that doesn't sound like a good job either, man. I, I just, I think there's a real trend here. Uh, I don't know if you have more to say about that job, but it seems like uh, no, that's a wrap you know, for that one. These jobs just suck. Yep. They just aren't good. Yep. Um, I had an ex who uh, told me that she had a, a great job for me. I, I, I was working at a, uh, well, it was a shit job before that, so it doesn't really even matter. But uh, she said, it's a law firm. My uncle works there. You're, you're going to love it. It's going to be a great job. I think you're going to do really well. So, talked to her uncle. I said, you know, what is this job? He's, it's a law firm. You know, yeah. come in. We're going we're gonna to have you be a case manager. You know. Got a college education. It's going to be great. You know, you're, you're, this will be perfect for you. It was a collection agency. Oh, shit. Okay. It was a collection agency. It was a real law firm, I guess. But what they handled were collections. Collection debt law. All right. Uh, so sometimes if you ever had someone call you because you went into collections for a credit card or something like that, yeah. sometimes they actually are law firms. I'm not saying they're reputable law firms, but they are law firms. This place was terrifying. Okay. First of all, I got taught. I'm telling you, this guy must have been in prison for 10 years. All right. <laughs> uh, I, most of the time, I had the feeling he was going to either murder me or tell me that I was fired. Just one of the two. It, it didn't seem like there was much else that was going to happen for me. But I made it through the training portion. And once the training portion was done, you know, you make some fake phone calls to people to tell them that they owe a certain amount of money. But everything was done in such a friendly, legal-sounding way. I got sent to the real floor when I finally made it through the training, and it was just hundreds of people sharing sure. this open area, all with headsets, barking at people. Okay? Now, this is two different sets of offers. The people we called mostly, terrible people, uh, like $18,000 in debt for this credit card or $43,000 debt for this credit card, um, and really just deadbeats, okay? So they weren't great people that we were calling. Uh, but the people I worked with were the most scummy people I constantly <laughs> was feeling for my wallet and making sure it was still there. Oh, uh, sure. I had people on the phone swearing at people. You're going to fucking jail. You know, I, I, I call them. They're going to be pulling up right fucking now. And I was like, you can't say that. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? There were guys who actually were getting arrested on the floor. Police were coming in. Whoa. Arresting them for whatever crime. I remember numerous times going up to my ex's uncle <clears throat> saying, what is going on here? He was like, you know, some of these people, you know. They, they have some history with blah, blah, blah. And I went, uh, okay, but I needed the job. You know, I didn't want to upset my ex at the time. What a mistake that was. Uh, <laughs> so I kept the job. I would have people telling me on the phone that they hoped my family, children, friends, all would die in horrible, horrible ways. And I would just say to them, sir, 
you owe $72,000 in credit card debt. I didn't do this to you. You did this to yourself. Right. It was a miserable job. So many people would say terrible things to you. One lady had two Mercedes. I actually Googled her home. She had a waterfall in her backyard. How many people do you know have have a waterfall in your backyard? A lady with two Mercedes. Yeah. Well, there you go. (laughs) I don't know one who has a, a waterfall in their backyard. And when I told the lady that she didn't have that substantial a debt if she just sold one of her... You know, one of her Mercedes. Yep. She would have the payment each month to really knock that thing down and get it done with. She'd be out of collection. She wouldn't be getting, you know, lot. Uh, and she said, "How dare you? What do you want me to do? Drive a Ford? I just it was just <laughs> oh shit, that's awesome." And I said, "Well, yeah, I do. If it'll help you pay your bill, but uh, it just was one of those awful jobs. Anything you've ever heard about collection agencies, even when they're." "Quote unquote legit law firms, just yep. the worst fucking places." So that really was a year of my life that uh, was pretty awful. And I actually got, well, they said they were going to say I was laid off, but I technically got fired from that job. And you know why I got fired? Where's that? I was too customer service. Oh they, shit! They told me I was too nice a guy for the job. Really? Like, you know what? You just you don't have you you're just not you don't have that hard edge, Jay. You just don't uh, you you don't go after the people the way we need you to. And I was like, by telling them lies that they were going to jail or something. But so, I've never been fired for being a good guy before. But oh, I took sure. it. I took it. I was like, all right, I'll see you later. I'm out of here. You had to fucking ruffle them up and be like, hey, you don't pay a spike tomorrow night. You're gonna be sleeping with the fishes, thing. <laughs> <laughs> just like you had to do as a paper boy. I, yeah. I was like, I am not going after these people. Yeah, exactly. I'm not muscle, okay? <laughs> uh, I know that when I wanted to wear close to the home, that they were uh, just down the road building a new little retail park. Um, and I was like, you know what? Let me go try these places out. Maybe something will be better than I like. So <laughs> the uh, the first night, it was a uh, it was a big retail store. Uh, I'd probably say it, you know, it, it looks like a bullseye, you know. Uh, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. So that uh, it was the third shift. Uh, I understood. I know what third shift means. It's when you get trying to jam out all the shit. Uh, but I went in that night. Uh, you know, I was like, you know what? They're paying okay. I'm going to get a discount. Um, you know, let's check it out. And uh, I went in. You know, they're playing music. They're unloading this truck. Like, I've never seen anything like it before compared to what I was used to. And uh, just the way everybody was coming off to me and, like, telling me that I didn't know anything and pay attention. I'm like, it's my first night. I'm just learning right now. And uh, I said, well, what time do you guys get out of here? And they said, oh, not huh. since somebody comes in to unlock the store at 5 a.m. And I said, so you, if you go to lunch, you can't even get out? Because in my mind, I'm like, you know, get the fuck out of here, D. This job sucks. Yeah, trap man. <laughs> Run. And uh, when they said, no, we, we got to stay in here all night until the boss comes in. And I'm like, oh, don't like that. Yeah. And uh, so needless to say, yeah, the boss came in, unlocked it. And um, that one night was my only night of employment at that retail <laughs> giant. Yeah, all right. Um, but you know what? When you left that parking lot and you took a right to go down the hill, and then you took your next left was a retail warehouse. <laughs> and I was like, "All right, let's go check it out." <laughs> so, <laughs> I had nothing to do. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I was like, you know what? I need a job. 
So yeah. uh, I went in there, uh, got the job. I was going to be working in the frozen food department. Um, and I was actually there for about, I think about nine, 10 months. Um, it was going good for a while, but you needed to put yourself in another mindset because you got to keep in mind that your job each day was to go into a zero degree freezer for the day. Okay. Um, no it doesn't, doesn't sound bad when it's a hundred degrees in July, but when it's mm-hmm. already wind chills a zero in winter and then you go spend the day in there, it's not fun. Yeah. Um, the thing that really I didn't like about them, and I'm sure a lot of people in retail can attest to this is that um, they discouraged reporting injuries because what happened to me is that i was trying to sling real heavy cases onto the steel as fast as i could yeah and i felt something uh pop between (laughs) the black the back of my thumb and my wrist and i immediately dropped to my knees i was like ouchie (laughs) i almost started crying on the floor in the freezer because i don't know what it was but it hurt like a bastard and one of the things they prided themselves on is they hung a banner as you walked into the by the break room every day that said, how many days without an accident? And if you go this many days, hey, we're going to have a cookout and a party. And guess what? You don't want to be that douchebag that comes up there and says, I hurt me. Yeah. You know, because yeah. then Mark you put a yeah, exactly. They go put the zero on there and be like, no party. He sucks. He blew it for all of you. Uh, so uh, I was like, you know what? They're all scum. They're all fucking shit bags. I left that job and I was like, I'm done with this. I'm going to take my injury elsewhere and blame it on someone. There you and go. Uh, I, you know what? Well, the good thing was is that when you take a right out of that parking lot and go back up the hill on the right, <laughs> they were building a new retail store. And I was like, I'll go check that out. <laughs> it was like the Bermuda Triangle, man. You it couldn't was. get out of it. It was. And um, it wasn't bad. It was a retail store that did a huge amount of clothing and uh, also did housewares, bedding, pots, pans. It does the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a mall-centric one. They're, they're their own independent store. And uh, I liked them for a while. I was actually there for a couple of years because the people were good, um, but the pay scale... They treated you like you were shit. Um, <laughs> I was, yeah, I wasn't on the floor working with the customers, but uh, I was out back unloading trucks in the morning, and I had to be there for 530. And the pay scale was so bad that you knew that it couldn't be a career because you had to find something else because the living wage wasn't even close. Yep. Um, but then, you know what got me at the end is that not only do we want you to unload trucks and get everything set up for the full-time people, uh, but if you finish unloading the truck early because you're a hero, we want you to go start filling the stuff for the full-timers on the floor. <laughs> and we're going to pay you like an eighth of what like you should be getting, you know? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, that was enough for me. That wrapped up. I was like, you know what? After a couple of years, uh, I took her right out of there and I left. And I was like, well, that wraps up that new development. And uh, I guess I'm going to go home because there's nothing there for me. <laughs> you know, you did your best. You tried the uh, the vortex of jobs in that area. It is, I did it. I did them all. And yeah. I tell you, people, you may be thinking, well, maybe you guys just don't like to work. But no. Maybe they say, you know, maybe you're thinking you guys just pick shitty jobs. Well, you know, you're younger, you pick a job. So you know what yep. uh, the truth is? Jobs just suck. I want to reiterate that as many times as I can. Absolutely. doesn't matter what job you have. It's yep. going to suck. I, I mentioned we I had some jobs that should have been awesome. Nope. Nope. They sucked. All yep. right. Uh, 
I feel like I've got a couple left of me. How, how are you feeling as far as uh, job stories? Yeah, I have a, uh, a couple more before we're at the grand finale. Okay. All right. Uh, so I can mostly let you go because I think I have one that happened at a mall, one that uh, I think we both shared experience in. Uh, I will say I was uh, the, the last job before I let you fire off your, you know, your, your, your shots here. Yep. Uh, I worked for a pharmacy. Uh, it was an urgent stat pharmacy. Uh, if you don't know what that is, it's uh, basically a pharmacy that handles nuclear med or time-sensitive medications, blood, et cetera, et cetera. Um, some of these medications were nuclear. Uh, and my job consisted of going to one city that was about 45 minutes away from my home, picking up the lead box or whatever it was from the techs, you know, the, the, in, the, uh, in the pharmacy, but it was really a, just a lab. Uh, they would load me up. I'd go to my car, load the car, and I would drive four hours away. Uh, it was in New York where the, 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 the end destination was. Pull into a rest stop area, put them in another person's car, and drive off. Now, I'm fairly certain I was a drug dealer. Uh, but no, it, it was completely legal, apparently. But it was probably the sketchiest thing I've ever done as far as legitimate work other than that collection agency. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, but I would drive for it was, the money was good, but uh, eight hours driving to hand someone a case of, uh, you know, could have been plutonium, I don't know, was always a very strange thing. I got paid really the best I think I'd ever gotten paid of any job until that point. And uh, it was really just once once a week, but very strange. I felt like Clint Eastwood, only a, a younger version, though now I feel like maybe the same age version, but I felt like I might be a drug mule for a long time. Yeah, that's never knew, rough. Never knew exactly what was in there, but very heavy lead cases and uh, a strange gig, to say the least. <laughs> I mean, are they hiring? I mean, Yeah, I, I mean... It, I, I, the pay was good. That's the, the part where like, Hey, this is all right. But I was never quite sure if what I was doing was actually, uh, legal or not. This also an ex's, uh, uncle who, who got me that job. So <laughs> I felt Wait, like, what kind of chicks you went to, man? You know, uh, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a dangerous motherfucker, man. That's what my ladies are like. I tell you what, uh, but yeah, I, for a guy who's pretty you know, easy going. Uh, apparently, my exes had uh, uncles who really had some interesting damn jobs. Oh shit! I guess yeah. so. Um, really quick about my job is that I want to tell people that I feel you if you're on an assembly line because I had a couple of jobs like that. Uh, one of them uh, was on an assembly line for making windows. And um, I walked in there. Sounds horrific. It's, yeah, it's it, it's mind-numbing shit. I don't know how people get through their shift doing the same thing repetitively and not moving within a two-foot space or outside of a two-foot space for hours on end. Yeah. Uh, I walked in there, and they said, your station will be here. Um, you're going to be doing this, this, and this. And all these pallets here are for you. And then you send them off to this guy. And I said, uh, 
So, was the boss here? Because I got to put in my notice. Yeah, I, uh, I, <laughs> I put in some good time here. I think it's time to wrap it up. Yeah, it was another one of those jobs when I got to lunchtime and I said to myself, you know what? This job is fucking trash. I can't keep doing the same thing for hours, days, months, years on end. It's horrible. Uh, but you know what? Then I said to myself, hey, look at, you know, you know what attracts people a lot too is when you look at it in the newspaper and you're looking at the jobs and you see a starting pay that's through the roof. Yeah. So when I went to go start this new job, it was for a third shift uh, paper company at the time, not Dunder Mifflin. I wish it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it would have been fantastic. And I uh, decided to give it a whirl. I uh, went through the whole process. I actually made the cut. They really liked me. Uh, they had a lot of applicants based on that rate of pay and they brought me in. Um, so it was third shift. I had to watch a lot of stuff. I had to do a lot of testing on it. I didn't mind it for a while. The only thing is, uh, I was the youngest guy on the crew. This crew has been with this company, everybody overnight for at least 25, 30 years, very senior crew. And, uh, they did not like when somebody new came in. The only reason that they liked them is because they were going to give him the shittiest job they had to do all night. And it was one of these jobs where, uh, you had to put on a whole suit because you're going to be using this pressure washer and you're going to get blasted with the nastiest stuff, the smell, the stink, the stains that you could possibly imagine. And you're going to sweat bricks. And they said that they would rotate us out. So you didn't have to do that all the time. And I was like, well, I've been doing it for nine nights straight. You know, is anybody else going to take a look at this? <laughs> and uh, you know what? I said to myself, it's not worth the pay if you're going to be the guy that gets shit on. Why these old fucking bastards just look at their phone or uh, go on the computer to see what the stock market's at because they can't wait to check out. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, no, no good. That's no good. All right. Uh, do you have any more? Should I jump in? You know what? I, I think you know what I plan to discuss for my. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, one more thing before we hit on that, too, is that. I just wanted to talk to people that might have had shit interviews. Uh, I've had those as well. And one that really stands out was for a fucking uh, company that was going to be a vendor for grocery stores. And I was a vendor at the time. Uh, So I decided to look into it. And they told me, uh, I talked to them on the phone for 30 minutes. They said, when can you come down to talk to us? And I went down the next day, uh, spent two hours talking to them. And everything went good. Everything went well. Uh, Nice guys. And uh, they were talking to me about the open position. And uh, they said, all right, when can you come back? Because we want you to meet one of the regional guys first. So they said, can you come back tomorrow? I said, okay. I said, I can do that. So I went back there again. I was there for almost four hours the second day. And I had to take time out of work to be doing this stuff. So at the end of the meeting or this little interview, they said, yeah, you'd be great. You, you know everybody. You'd be exceptional here. We'd love to bring you on. Um, we don't have an open position right now, uh, but we're just kind of looking for the future so we can see what's out there. Uh, you fucking dumb You've wasted you wasted my whole fucking Yeah. I lost about six hours into a job interview. And there was no job. What the fuck? That is absurd. That doesn't Holy make any sense to me. Yeah, no, that uh, that's just real shitty. Yeah, so awesome. the company goes, oh, okay, thanks so much. It's like uh, an actor trying to get a part, and them telling you it's not the the right part because it's for a woman or something. You know, you're a man. They're like, well, it's actually a part for a, you know, woman. And you're like, well, yep. what the fuck? What the hell was I doing this whole time? 
Yeah, uh, I'm sure it happens. But yeah, that's that's awesome. We don't have a job. We just felt like, you know, chatting with you for six hours. <laughs> yeah, you don't mind, right? Yeah, we heard that uh, the stores really like you, and we're actually just hoping that you can put in a good word for us. You know, we we could we'd love to help from you. Fuck you, <laughs> fuck you. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, yeah, no, that's so. not good. I don't know if you want to do because uh, the the next one's the grand finale. Do you want to do the next next little part, part three? Um, yeah, we we could take a break if you want to take a break. You want to yeah, take a absolutely. Break? All right, we'll take a break and go into our our final. Uh, well, co uh, we both we both worked a similar place uh, for a little bit. So yeah, uh, stay tuned. We have part three coming up in just a moment. All right, the final part of job suck. Why are we doing them? Uh, this is just like the DJ. Continuing on, D over there. I am Jay. No, we are actually wonderful employees, folks. All right. It's the job world that sucks. Uh, I only have uh, really two more to speak of. One of them kind of coincides into, I believe, your last uh, job that you know didn't work out so well for you. Yep. Uh, but I had a, a stretch of time. Uh, I, f- I forget what they call it, uh, vasovagal syncope or something like that. <laughs> uh, so what that is, is if you see your own blood leaving your body, it triggers unease inside your head for some reason. Mm-hmm. It happens to a lot of people, apparently. I'm fortunately one of those people. If you were bleeding, <clears throat> I could help you no problem. Not, a, not an issue. Blood leaving my body? I'm down, man. <laughs> I'm going out. All right. I worked at a uh, mall job to bring it way back again. This is during my college years. Uh, so like 1872, uh, where we used to, uh, it was basically you would find a poster that you liked. You know, they had hundreds and hundreds of posters all in the store. You'd pick one, say, you know, I want uh, number 37 or something. And we would go and it'd be like, you know, a wolf howling at the moon or something, you know, <laughs> whatever. And then we would frame it for you. All right. Uh, I was excellent at this job. I actually really, I, I excelled at this job. Most people it would take about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes from start to finish to get this framework done. Yep. I got these suckers done in like four minutes. Oh, shit. All right. It's the first time I ever really was like, just into something. I felt good making these trains for people. Didn't last long. All right. Uh, to start off, people are rude. All right. You're dealing with a time sensitive job. People are planning to put these up on their walls. So they're expecting perfection. What they're forgetting is that this is being made in a mall. And the materials are like slightly above average plastic. And, uh, it just doesn't, you know, it's never going to be the greatest looking thing ever. So you would hand the frame to them, the, the one was all done, and they would inspect it like it was going into the Louvre. You know, every little piece. Well, there's a little chip on the back of the frame there. Yep, it's it's on the back of the frame. No one's going to see it. It's It's on the back. If it was on the front, we wouldn't have given it to you because, you know, it would be a chip on the front. This was on the back. People would do that all the time. The store would close, I think, 9.30 at night. People would come in at 9.27. Uh, oh, I, I, need, I need this for a birthday party tomorrow. Could you please, could you do this? I would do it. Yep. 
but there was no thank you. Oh, boom. Here you go. But nothing. No thank you. No, you know, I kind of thought maybe I'd get a tip for doing something that, you Ungrateful know. fucks. Yeah. So things like that used to drive me nuts. But the time I knew I needed to get out of this job was funny, but also shitty. So I'm fired through a frame. And on the back, you would tape the frame in, right? So you would slice corners so the tape would just fit snug right onto the uh, the frame and the the you know the the poster board that you used to put the frame in, right? The yep. picture in. Well, as I'm going along, I guess my hand just was too fast, and I sliced just my pinky. All right, just <laughs> pinky on my right hand. Now you would think, how bad could it be? I I've never seen blood squirt out of my body before. Oh, and I wouldn't have thought it would squirt from I don't think there's like any real vein there or nerve there or anything. But blood squirted right over the frame, the picture, hit the wall a little bit. I don't know how I did it. <laughs> I have no idea how I did it. But this vasovagal syncope or whatever they call it. I uh, went to the bathroom. I washed my hand. No problem, right? I lifted my hand up to inspect it because I was like, wow, I've never, that was weird. Blood just squirted out of my body. And when I did it, blood from my pinky just poured like the, like a stream oh. shot down my arm, right? Let me tell you, world went dark, okay? <laughs> I wake up in the bathroom, my head's killing. Because obviously I just went down, right? And my manager is standing there. Well, the assistant manager, to be to be quite honest. And she says, "What are you doing? Stop messing around." I, said, I, I went. I think I just passed out. I think I just passed. Out. <laughs> and she went, "Cut it out! Just get up. We got we got frames to do here." And she walks away. I look at my arm; it's covered in blood. Oh, okay? Jesus! I don't know what I struck, but apparently Pinky bleeds like a real son of a bitch. I walked out like loopy as hell because again i think i smacked my head against the wall and went down right yeah i showed her the blood of my said, i'm bleeding like crazy i'm not joking around i think i i might need to go to the hospital or something she <laughs> said come on jay cut it out right i go back into the bathroom to wash up i was actually going to go back to work because again i really like this job i looked at myself i looked like the paper like the poster board backing the styrofoam backing we had, it was like this bright white, you know, just poster board, essentially. Oh, yeah. um, I looked the same color. I was white. Boom. Down I go again. I went down a second time. I woke up to EMTs above me. So I don't know how long I was out. But I went to the hospital that day. The assistant manager actually complained about me to my manager. Whoa. Because I passed out at work. So I had a, a pretty good feeling. This job wasn't for me anymore, but I've never, I never felt so good about a crappy job before, only to have it go down like that. But yeah, I passed out. It was pretty good. Holy shit! Uh, but yeah, so you know, don't ever, don't ever slice your pinky apparently with a, a you know, a uh, one of those box cutters because apparently it bleeds like a son of a bitch. But yeah, yeah I, no I, I went down. It was it was a real interesting moment. Yeah. Uh, this leads me to another pass out job. Because apparently I really liked doing it. Uh, <laughs> but this is a job that we both shared for a while. Uh, not shared, but both had uh, time in. Um, mine, uh, I was a vendor. It was the only time I think I ever did a vendor job. 
And it was for the, uh, they're these elves that make cookies. They bake things, apparently. They're fucking pricks, okay? <laughs> yep. Uh, these elves are real ball busters. Uh, some of their products, really delicious. The other people that they go up against, you know, just kick their ass. So they're probably angry about that because these elves are, you know, they get self-esteem issues or something. I don't know. Yep. You know, the Napoleon complex, whatever. Uh, this job, I would go into supermarkets and I would load boxes. You've all probably been in supermarkets. You know that there are cookies and baked goods on some of the ends of the aisles. They call them end caps, I believe. Yep. Uh, sometimes you've got little side, the side of the end cap. You only got a little, but sometimes you got the whole big middle display area. Well, you would put a shit ton of cookies, crackers, whatever on these things. I was always amazed at how much stuff would go up on these things. Yep. Well, I passed out another time because <clears throat> I was loading up. Have you ever heard of a Cheez-It? I have. Can I say yeah, that? Delicious. Can I say that? Can I say that? I, so. uh, I worked for that company. They, they, they were, it's a delicious cracker. I loaded a ton of those things. Okay. And uh, I had to keep going back, but I went back to get more boxes. This is during the summer. I was sweating. I was hot. I went to the back room to get some more boxes. I actually went out again. Don't know why. <laughs> Sat down for a second. Went, what the hell's going on? Boom. <laughs> out cold. <laughs> I opened my eyes to be just boxes everywhere. And one of the managers of the store telling me, like, what's going on? Get back to work. So I was mad enough that I actually got up and said, fuck you, and walked right out of the store, got my car and said, you know what? You pass out, your day's over. That's it. I'm gone. Yep. But I woke up just right in the middle of the product, just stuff all over the place. I didn't clean up. I just was like, goodbye. <laughs> got a call from my manager telling me I owed him a favor because I just walked out of a store. I told him I passed out and he could screw. And, you know, it went back and forth for a little while. But uh, the managers there really would do anything for the store managers. You know, my my boss were just yes. the biggest, oh, yeah. biggest, you know, pushover for these stores. Uh, so much so that he knew what was happening because he had to deal with them as well, but he would still attack me all the time. So the pass out, whatever. That wasn't a big issue. What used to drive me crazy was mostly customers. Yep. I would be in the middle of an aisle, stacking boxes, putting whatever up, and someone would yell at you from the end of the hall. Where do you where do you find light bulbs or something? Yep. You know? Oh yeah. I would ignore them because I didn't work there and frankly, for the money I was making, you're not gonna yell down a hall at me and expect me to respond <laughs> to you. Let's be civilized human beings if we can. They would come up to me sometimes, and it was always some old son of a bitch, uh, and say, I was talking to you, and I would say, well, you were yelling at the end of the hall. I wasn't sure who you were talking to because, I, you know, I'm not going to take shit from some son of a bitch, right? Uh, <laughs> they go, whatever, whatever. Where, where is this? I would point to my shirt, which actually had one of the elves on them, on it, yeah. and say, I don't work here, and go back to work. You know how many times I almost got into fights because people would lose their minds? Oh, yeah. Because oh, yeah. I turned away. I'm sure it happened to you a couple of times. Uh, I was always amazed by that. I'm like, I would get up and point to them again and say, this is not the store. 
This is actually this product right here. If you want to know about cookies, <laughs> I could talk to you about our product line all day long. Yep. Uh, but I can't tell you where cat, you know, toys are because A, I probably could, but I'm not going to tell you. But B, I don't work here. Right. So fuck off. Exactly. All right? The last thing I'll say, uh, which was really a pretty good story, I had filled an end cap, two easels. I don't know if people know what easels are, but pretty much what they sound like. You know, it, it holds things, just like if you put a frame on an easel. Yep. Well, these are shaped almost like that, only bigger, obviously, to hold boxes and boxes of, you know, fattening foodstuffs. Uh, this older lady with her carriage, I had just filled this whole thing of crackers that are shaped kind of in an oval shape um, that the elves sell. And she nudges one of the easels with her carriage. <laughs> okay, And I went, excuse me, ma'am. Excuse me. Excuse me. And she keeps turning around the corner while pushing against the easels. All right. So now one is leaning a little bit off of the base <clears throat> and tips. So I'm trying to hold it up. Now, this weighs a, a pretty good amount because, it's just, you know, it's just full of boxes and boxes of these crackers. She keeps moving. I go, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. Nothing. So now I'm trying to like, you know, you, you remember the Goonies and, and uh, Sloth is like holding up the rock at the end. Yes. So the kids can get out. That's how I kind of felt holding up these boxes of crackers. <laughs> Mind you, it's happening in the middle of the store where the registers are. And now I can actively see customers in line and the cashiers laughing at my predicament. <laughs> That's great. They're looking and laughing at me. Okay. So <laughs> I'm yelling, can someone help me, please? Can someone help me? No one moves. Yeah. Nobody takes a step. Right. So in that time I formulated in my head, how much, do I really, A, need this job, B, want this job? Yep. And I'll let you know what my decision was by my response to this boxed cracker conundrum. I said, okay, stepped away from the box, let it all tumble. I mean, it, it was like uh, a volcano going off. It was like lava, only it was boxes of crackers <laughs> all over the floor, Okay. I went to the back room, I got my coat, I put it on, and I walked out to a store manager yelling at me, you're you going to pick all of these, it fell all over the place, you're going to pick that up. I didn't say a word to him, I smiled a couple <laughs> times, I walked right out of the store, and uh, that was about it for me in the world of elves. Uh, it was just an awful job. Just an awful job. And you stuck it out there for a while, too. All of you. Yeah, I, I did that job for a pretty long time. Yep. And then it just got to the point where I said, the elves can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that was it. Uh, but those are mostly, that. you know, that's the, the story of uh, Jay and shitty jobs. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on really quick when you were going back to your box cutter injury. Um, I remember when... I was at the grocery store when I first got hired there. We worked with a couple of buddies, and uh, it was on a weekend. And one of my buddies, who you know, um, on the weekends is when you built most of the displays to, for the upcoming week. And he had to build this detergent 
uh, end cap with uh, heavy heavy duty boxes. And they didn't have all the safety devices that we do now. It was very crude. You just had your little silver or chrome box cutter, and that's all you had. Oh, yeah. So you The start... real basic. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And, um, you know, they didn't expect much out of you. But after you did the job for a while, that you got to a place that you were comfortable with speed cutting the top of the box. And if you've ever seen the boxes that detergent come in, uh, it's a heavy-duty box. It's hard to yes, cut. It is. Yep. Um, so what he did is I'm, I'm in a different aisle. He's trying to, he's trying to cut the tops off these and, uh, he comes in holding his hand and he looks at me and he goes, I need you to take me to the hospital. So <laughs> I started laughing. I couldn't yeah. even hold it in. I look at him. I know he's bleeding. I'm like, what happened? What'd you do? And, uh, <laughs> he opens up, he holds his hand and the big piece of meat at the bottom of the thumb, uh, when he was holding the box with the opposite hand. That box cutter went in deep, blood pouring, tissue hanging oh, out, and God. I'm like, "Look at you, you fucking sick bastard!" <laughs> yeah, I, what were you doing? Yeah, what are you thinking? So, Committing suicide by dumb? That's not how it works, <laughs> jackass. So I looked at him and I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, you need help, man." I'm like, "Is this okay with the boss here, the store manager, that I could take you?" <laughs> and he goes, "Yeah, yeah, we gotta go. We're good. We're good. Let's just hurry up." And I said, "Okay, okay, relax." And I said, "Listen." It's a busy day here. I said, we got in the car. We started driving. I said, we could go to the hospital right now. Um, but you know what? If you're okay, you might want to get something to eat. We could stop for breakfast, then go to the <laughs> hospital. And uh, <laughs> he goes, are you you're fucking nuts? I'm sitting here bleeding. It. I need fucking stitches. And I said, are you sure? I said, this is a golden opportunity to grab breakfast. I said, you want to consider this shit? And... Hey, like, I'm pulling in already. My <laughs> So, uh, you know, I ended up caving. I don't know what I was thinking. You know, we didn't go grab breakfast at the IHOP. We ended up going to the hospital and getting him his stitches, being a baby. Only got about 20. That's, so, that's, pretty, that's pretty fucking inconsiderate. I know who you're talking about, too, but that's pretty inconsiderate. Like, you're doing this helping him. Yes. The least he could do is let you get a bite before you go. Exactly. Uh, Here I yeah. am taking the time out of my day, getting paid to drive him around. Let's be yeah. a little considerate for my needs and what I want. I'm hungry. Yeah. It's your fault. He doesn't know how to cut a box. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, one other thing we did at that grocery store, too, was that to get a raise in that store, you wanted to go to and learn a different department because if you were cross-trained, you made more money. And yeah. uh, I ended up going to the deli because I ended up wanting to get that $2 bump. I can't and, imagine you're in the deli, actually. Yeah, it was crazy. And I... I did it really well. I didn't mind it. It was tough not being able to move. But again, you're at the mercy of the public, which I did not like. Um, Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. If you were part of a deli that sold fish, um, if you wanted a filet cut, um, you know, there's you just had a chunk of the fish meat with the skin Uh, on on the skin off. So I would watch people cut the skin off with the filet knife. And I'm like, look how he does that one motion. It comes off perfectly. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so I said it was my turn. So a customer goes, uh, can I have a uh, piece of the trout and could you uh, skin the piece for me? So it was just the meat. There's no head, no tail, no nothing. Yeah. So I grabbed the filet knife and I was like, I've seen him do this a hundred times. I said, you just lay the meat down, you start the car and you just pull it right through. Yeah, just slide it on, man. Yeah, I can't tell you how bad this went because I put the <laughs> knife in I, I hope you can. It's you know, it's you're we're recording this. Yeah, thing. yeah, I know. And 
It went I hope you can. <laughs> horrible. I got the knife in just about an inch. It got stuck. I tried pulling the knife through. I was like, I only got a little piece of skin, and it was like looking at Swiss cheese. I ended up grabbing the skin and trying to rip it off the meat, <laughs> and I was pulling chunks of the meat on the skin, and this piece <laughs> of fish was completely butchered. And the great thing about it is that I had my back to the customer and I grabbed the paper, wrapped it up, and I said, I hope I don't fucking see this guy again. He's going home with a piece of fucking fish and there's about three, four inch spots of skin still on it and chunks of meat missing. Oh, you'd be dead, man. Uh If I had to go to a market a second time... Oh, I don't like going the first time. You'd be a dead man. Oh, can you imagine taking that home and getting ready to cook that up? And you're like, what the fuck is this? That (laughs) son of a bitch. Um, So anyway, that was the grocery store thing. But going back to the Elf story, uh, I ended up working there. They were acquired uh, when I got there by a much bigger uh, breakfast-centric company. Yeah, you were corporate, man. Yeah, it was a big deal. Uh, They were very professional. They really expanded. Um, I was there for, I think, over seven years and uh, good days and bad, mm-hmm. um, good stories and not good stories. I mean, I had I've been to probably a hundred stores over the years. Um, you had a real yeah, it was a real tornado of like good and bad because I don't want to steal your thunder. But yeah, I remember you telling me about oh, no, these no. places. I'm like, there was some really good stuff about that gig. Yeah, at first, I mean, I was a little apprehensive. I started off part-time. I didn't want to go full-time because uh, I was pretty much jamming my way through of all the vendor jobs that you could at a grocery store. I was getting towards the end. Yeah, yeah you really did a, a full <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I didn't want to go full-time, but I saw the merits of taking the plunge because uh, they offered terrific benefits uh, that you would get. So I decided to yeah. do it. Um had some good bosses, had some not so good bosses, but a couple things that really stand out to me is that uh, after a few years, um, I was still in a groove, and what the company would do is they would have these zone rally things where they would have everybody from the district or the region meet in one central location, uh, so they could <laughs> have yeah, a big pump up, big well way yeah. to go, Sisumbaya, yeah, exactly, hit those numbers because we're making a fucking ton of money off your ass, yeah. Yeah, And um, so one of the things is it would probably last uh, probably six hours out of the day. And um, I was considered a level one employee and a part-timer would be a zero. My boss would be a two and so on. Yeah. Uh, So the gentleman that was holding this meeting, I think he was a level six, pretty high up. Uh, Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, he, he wore the uh, dress shirt at the tie. He had the sweater vest on, fat fuck belly hanging out. Ashley liked the job because he made money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He didn't care about us. But um, the problem with it was is that the first thing on the itinerary was we had to sit for a three and a half hour lecture and slides going over numbers and what's happening in the next year and all this shit. And I'm a big guy. Um, I don't like sitting still, especially in a metal chair for three and a half hours looking forward. Yeah. So at the end of the whole rally, I thought everything went well. And um, my boss comes up to me and he says, hey, what happened? I said, nothing. We just had a good fucking zone rally meeting. You pumped up? Let's go yeah. fucking fill some crackers, guy. 
Yeah, I feel like a, a cookie superhero. Yeah, exactly. So he goes, this guy is really disappointed. I said, what are you talking about? And he goes, the guy that was up there giving the speech, the level six guy, went up to my boss's boss and pointed me out and said, hey, that guy over there, I noticed he checked his phone a few times. And he said, and I quote, he has negative body language. And I said, that 600-pound fat fuck who's eating all the profits this company produces yeah. told you that I have negative body language? I said, look at the size of me. I can't sit in a metal chair. I get stuck. I start freaking out. Yeah. So uh, I said, where is he? Let me go talk to him right here. I'll settle this. And uh, he goes, he already left. And I said, so he dined me out and talked shit and then bailed? He can't even talk like a man? Of course he did. Yeah. And he got back on the plane, went back to the uh, HQ, and then I never saw him again. But the problem with that is that a couple more years go by, all right? And I knew right then and there that was my last rally. I'm not going to go fucking throw myself under the bus like that if that's how they're going to look at me. So, um... This guy's a negative diet image. Yeah. He's like a poster boy for, you know, coronary disease, and he's going to tell you. (laughs) Exactly. Who the fuck is he to tell me that? I'm in the trenches every day making sure you make money. I pay your salary. Uh, so a couple of years go by and uh, a bunch of positions open up. They're going to be expanding and shit, uh, a bunch of new routes. So against my better judgment, what I decided to do is I was like, you know what? Uh, I know the job inside and out. I know what's expected. The stores like me. I know how to make numbers. I said, it's time for me to go do my gig. Uh, I go for the interview. Uh, I walked out of there feel like I fucking nailed it. I said, how can I not? There's about 14 open routes. Uh, and a couple in my local area. Mm-hmm. And out of those 14 open routes, uh, everybody got one, okay? And I was yeah. like, you know what? I went to work the next couple of days, and um, I was doing my thing, and I saw the number come up of my boss's boss on my phone, and I answered, and I, in my head, I'm like, this is it. This is it. I just find out where I'm going. It's done. I'm ready to move on. Stop my get my own crew and do my thing. Yeah. Uh, boss says to me, "Hey, Dave, uh, I just wanted to reach out and uh, let you know about the job that we decided to go in a different direction, uh, but we wanted to let you know to uh, keep trying and uh, definitely apply again in the future." I said, "Excuse me." I said, <laughs> "I didn't get the job." Yeah. And she goes, no, that's why I wanted to reach out to you personally, because I know it meant a big deal to you. But right now, it's just not the right fit. And I said, how is it not the right fit? I'm doing the job. Who covered yeah. the boss's vacation? It's yeah. me. Uh, yeah. So I was a little taken back by that. And then I saw the writing on the wall that it was going to be over. But I, you know, I said pretty much, fuck you. This job is shit. I looked at my boss. I said, did, did you know? And he goes, no, no, I didn't know, but, you know, stick with me and I'll get you where you need to be. I said, the store's already like me more than you, guy. I said, no. uh, this makes no fucking sense to me. It, and, it, you, and I'm sure you said to him, you know, it's not a good fit is uh, my size 15 shoe. Right. Up your ass. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I didn't get it. I just, at that point, I fucking mentally checked out. Uh, I, You know, he didn't like the fact that my attitude changed. Uh, I was stomping on crackers whenever I had the chance. Uh, and it sucks because uh, you a put cracker on... cracker terrorist? Yeah, yeah, I didn't give a fuck. 
at that point. Uh, if you wanted to eat something in the morning, come check out my carriage of cardboard because I had a fucking buffet, you fat fucks. And uh, I couldn't stand it at that point. But it didn't take – I mean, there were good times too. Um, you know, I we would build these tall pallets that went up about 14, 15 feet. Yeah. And just for stuff for the weekend that we could fill. And uh, I told my boss, I said, listen, we got to move this pallet up against here. Otherwise, this guy will flip. <laughs> so uh, he goes to move it. And he goes, I don't want to knock it over. There's a lot of shit stacked. And I said, all right. Well, I said, you see that red button on that power jack? I said, hit that. I said, that's a turtle mode. So it goes nice and slow so you don't jam it with the gas. So he goes and hits the red button, but the red button is like a jamming gear. If you're really trying to ram a pallet up against another one. Yeah. So he just lightly taps the button and the 12 foot pallet spills everywhere. Uh, And I gave him the Tommy boy look and I look at him. I go, what'd you do? What'd you do? And he goes, you're going to fucking help me. I can't believe you fucking did that. We were about to get out of here. We're two hours from home. I said, you didn't know about the red button? (laughs) <laughs> Haven't you seen Men in Black? What yeah. the fuck's the matter with you, man? I think he had it in for me after that because uh, he would send me to the stores that weren't exactly in the best area. This is around Christmas. And okay. uh, I would go in the store. You know, I had a hearty lunch, so I was ready to uh, run into the toilet and drop a shit at Mach 2. And uh, <laughs> so, so i go in there. And uh, all of a sudden, you know, there's homeless people in the area. They come into the bathroom. They're playing Christmas music over the PA. And this guy, I'm, I'm sitting on the toilet and getting ready to go. <laughs> oh, and this guy's peeing on the, you know, this one inch thick wall on the other side of me. And he starts singing the song. And then he abruptly stops, says the guy's name. And he goes, I should, I should fucking kill you. You don't know how to sing a fucking Christmas song. <laughs> And at this point, I'm like, don't get a shit no more. I'm rocking back and forth. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, time to go. Time to go. (laughs) So this guy's freaking me out. And I said, I need help. I said, I'm going to need a police escort just to get out of this fucking store. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, it was scary. Oh, it was cool. It scared the crap out of me. I had to wait until he left. And I was afraid that he was going to come in and open that door. And all hell was going to break loose. Sea Bassett. Yeah. 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 yeah well, I mean, you're in the right place to, you know, scare the crap out of you for sure. Yep. Uh, he's doing you a favor, I think, really. He is. He is. It's just, yeah. uh, you know, the stories I have from this job could go on and on and on. I have hundreds of hundreds of stories. I won't keep it too. Uh, I won't, you know, go on and on about this. There'll be time for other stuff. But yeah, uh, the way it ended wasn't good. Um, you know, now what I found out is that sound like it was going that way. Oh yeah. And you know what? Come to find out a year after I left, they're no longer in the vendor gate. Yeah, and uh, right. so it was actually a blessing that I got out of there when I did. But uh, I was ready to take the next step and I got shit on like crazy. And yep. uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I'll never forget it. Yeah, Elvis threw in the towel, I think. Uh, yeah, probably a year after you were done. So, yes, yes, exactly. You, you lucked out. You lucked out. The Elvis, they just didn't have the, the momentum. They didn't, they didn't have the staying power. No, no, it, it yeah. got bad. But it was nice eating the free food when you could. Uh, but you know what? The competitor, uh, they, they just sell more. They got it right. Yeah, I mean, they, I liked all of their products better when I worked for those. Yes, and because things went so bad for me uh, with the other job, I try to avoid their products whenever possible. 
Yeah, I mean, I got offered a full-time position for them, too. Uh, this was all part-time for me. Yep. And I, I said, just, you know, decisively, I, I said, no, no, I, I don't like doing it now for yep. the, the, the short hours I'm doing it. I'm definitely not doing this for full-time. Um, but, you know, again, I, working for people just isn't really something anybody, I think, should really enjoy. No, um, no. And unlike, I will say, unlike Mr. Krasinski, you and I are in this for profit. So people, start listening. Tell yeah, your friends. Exactly. What the fuck? Yep. I don't want to. You know, this is this is the gig we're we we want to do. All right. We're not trying to hit you with you know pixie dust here and pretend it's all rainbows and bunnies. Yes. I'm trying to make cash, folks. So cut the shit. You know what? If you're one of those people that go to work that says, I love what I do, do you know how rare that is? And those people, you know, have mercy on us. Listen to us as much as possible. Talk to us. Reach out any way you want. Uh, yes. Because we've never been able to say that. If you can tell now from my job history, we've never had a good day. Ever. Yeah, you, you wake up happy to go to work. You're a fucking weirdo. Right. Okay? Exactly. I don't care what you're doing. You, get, you need to be like a billionaire that's never actually seeing people and just making money. Yep. And then you say you love your job because otherwise, I don't know, man, you're fucking, you're a weird person. If you actually like your job, I mean, making money to live, just, you know, leaving my home to go do something just so I can come back to the place and enjoy my life. It's fucked up, man. Yeah. It's a it weird sucks. system. It's a weird it system. I, uh, um, yeah. I just wanted to say too, is that anybody out there that has, the shit bosses, the shit corporate, uh, we feel it. I've seen it. We've been a part of it. Uh, there, there's nothing worse than a boss that constantly toes the company line and tries oh, yes. to feed you that bullshit. Uh, yes. it's, it's awful getting fed that all the time. Yeah. Because corporate don't give a fuck about you. You're nothing but a fucking number. I don't know how they think they get. They can sway you to believe it, too. Like the happy, happy song. Yep. You gotta be real special type of stupid to think that, like, oh, they really care about me. Exactly. Is, yeah, you are a number. You are making them money. Yep. Don't ever forget. Uh, I just, I mean, I'd hate to go uh, with a little Magneto speech here, but uh, I want you on our side, brothers and sisters, because uh, we're there. We see it. Uh, the only thing worse than bosses in retail is the public that's in retail. So hit yeah. us up. Tell us your shit stories, your horror stories, the shitty bosses. Uh, we want to keep going with this. Yeah, we, we really just touched on our jobs, too. I, I feel like we kind of flew through a yep. lot of these, uh, just a timeline of shit jobs. But we could have gone far more in depth. So you send us your responses. Let us know the crappy jobs you've had and how much you've hated them or you know if you want to just uh take some shots at us which we love yeah we haven't had enough of if you want to fire some shots our way uh fire away man we we'd love to hear the jobs that you hated the bosses you hated the customers you hated but we'd also love to hear you uh just kind of taking some some jabs at us because it's you know it's what we're meant to do all right it is dislike the dj after all we don't like you so uh, let's let's get some action rolling here. But uh, any other positions, anything you wanted to talk about in your, your timeline of shitty jobs? No, I'm sure we'll touch on it again in the future with uh, the listeners. But, uh, you know, good luck out there. It's not easy. We're a part of it, too. It sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just it's never gonna be good. Once you get that in your head, you should be all set for people who live in the real world. That is. All right. Okay. Well, that being said, again, uh, fire your stories at us, just like the DJ on Twitter. That's D I S S, like the DJ on Twitter. Uh, also, the Facebooks has us uh, just like the DJ. Send us your thoughts, your stories, or just uh, go over and check out what's going on. All right. Uh, but that, I guess, will do it for our wow, three, three-parter. We had a, a wrestling pod a little while ago. They went five parts. Yep. We're doing these marathon runs, man. I'm tired, dude. Jesus Christ. I'm an old fuck. It's like uh, I talk to the boss. Yeah, this is, this is becoming a real fucking job, man. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, but, yeah, that's it, folks. So, yeah, check us out again on Twitter. Dislike the DJ. D-I-S-S, like the DJ. Or on Facebook, the same spelling. Shocking as that is. Uh, D, over there. I'm Jay. Good night, everybody. Uh, Good day. Whatever time it is for you, go fuck yourselves.